Good morning, good evening, and um, good afternoon, everybody out there. <clears throat> Excuse me, my name is Derek Henningberg, and I am the host of Walk by Faith. This is the very first episode in which has been recorded here in 2019, and <laughs> unfortunately, I did not plan for it to be that way. Um, if it was up to me, I would have made a broadcast on the first, to be honest with you. And that simply just did not happen. It didn't plan. I didn't. It, it just didn't happen. OK, um, I don't know if you can hear it or not in my voice, but I'm actually just now getting over what I felt to believe was a cold or whatnot. Maybe a minor case of the flu from last week. Um, I actually began to get really a little bit under the weather um, New Year's Eve. Yeah, New Year's Eve last Monday. And I was fine up until about the evening time in my throat. You know how you get that little tickle in your throat, that rawness that began to happen. And then the next day um, I had a fever I had chills. It was just not good whatsoever. And I'm like, wow, what a fantastic way to start the year, you know, without being able to start it off strong the way I want. Instead, I found myself drinking a lot of water, eating chicken soup, taking proper supplements um, and resting, laying in bed which was torture for me because I'm a pretty active individual. I was not able to work out and exercise. I had to break my routine in order to rest. But I always tell people, you know, when you come down with something, you get sick. It's vital that you take rest, sleep. You know, the body is a very unique creation. You know, God didn't miss a beat when when he created the human body. You know, we all have an immune system in which has the capability of healing ourselves from um, viruses and bacteria. And I feel that it is optimal for us to get rest when we're sick and not push ourselves to the limit. And that's just what I did, which is not something that I typically done would do when I was younger. You know, I would just say, you know what, I'm sick. I don't care. I'm going to go, go to work. I'm going to push myself. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I would always wonder, like, why am, why do I still have this lingering cold or this lingering cough? And the fact is, when we don't allow ourselves to rest, we beat down our immune system even more. Because when you constantly exercise and you constantly push your body, that generates a form of stress in which makes it pretty difficult for the body to recover. You know, the immune system needs the body to rest. It needs the body to cooperate so it can do what it is it needs to do. Most colds or the flu should only last really about three days or so. And then after that, of course, you're going to still have the lingering cough and whatnot. But you should, you should at least feel like you're able to do things. Those first couple of days, 
you're going to be down. That's just the way it is, unfortunately. And that's what happened to me. Um, I was not able to do anything. I actually began to exercise yesterday. So I was able to go back to the gym yesterday and work out, um, which was pretty difficult because, like I said, it had been over a week. But it's okay. Um, and I was unable to record uh, the next episode here of um, Walk by Faith, which I was really thinking about that more so because, you know, I'm I'm about consistency and I like to continuously keep things going uh, on the schedule if possible. And I just had several different ideas as far as what I want to talk about in the next episode, which is this episode here. Um, but today, the, the idea, this idea that popped in my head actually is not an idea that I've been thinking about for the past week and a half. This is actually an idea that I feel that the Lord has put on my heart to talk about today. Because I, I think it's the proper time to talk about such a topic, seeing as this is the beginning of the year. We have just completed the first week of the year. This is January the 9th. <clears throat> so we're entering the second portion of the year. Sorry, the second port, second week of the month. I'm sorry. Um, and a lot of people have New Year's resolutions. A lot of people have goals in which they want to achieve for this year. A lot of people have things that they just want to get done, including myself. I have quite a few things in which I want to achieve myself. But if it's one thing I've learned, being a Christian, being a believer in Christ, it's you cannot do things without the Lord. And if you do do things without the Lord, anything that the Lord has not ordained, anything the Lord does not have his hands on, it's only a matter of time before it falls apart. So today's episode of Walk by Faith is going to be titled Planning with God. Planning with God, having God involved in your ideas, involved in your thoughts, <clears throat> involved with your life moving forward. I have three verses here that I'm going to read during this um this episode. But before I get into those verses, I want to start out by saying that God wants the best for you. God wants the best for us. Anybody who is a new creature in Christ, who has been saved by the blood of Jesus, is a child of the Most High, is a child of God Almighty. You are his responsibility. You are his priority. You are his obligation. You are someone important and that God holds dear to his heart. Let's always remember that God wants the best for us. He doesn't want to see us fail. He wants to see us prevail. 
He doesn't want to see us fall. He wants to see us up and running, prospering, and, and, and making the best of our time here on earth. God doesn't want to see you struggling. He doesn't want to see you in bad situations. He's a father. Let's always remember that God is not only the creator of the universe, but he is the father of those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And as a father, he wants to see the best for his children. Just like a father, just like an earthly father wants to see the best for his child. I myself have three children. All boys, I personally want to see my kids in a great situation. I want to give them the best. I want them to do their best. I want them to have a great future. God made us in his likeness. He wants to see us with a great future. So for us to plan ahead of God and to plan without God is just a mistake and a disaster waiting to happen. Okay? So, like I said, I'm going to get into the Bible here. And I always encourage people that are watching to go ahead and follow along. If you would pick up a Bible, whether it's physical, whether it's on the phone, whether it's on the tablet. I personally am reading off of my iPad here. So it doesn't matter where. Just pick up the Bible. And if you just just so happen to not have a Bible on you. I find it hard to believe if you have a smartphone, then just go ahead and listen to the word, okay? So the first verse that I'll be reading today is going to come out of the book of Proverbs. And this is one of my favorite verses. It's actually two verses. It's Proverbs 3, okay? Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. My aunt, a couple of Christmases ago, she bought me a a, um, a cross. Actually, it's like a little, it's not a statue, but it's, it's something that you, would, you can hang up on the wall or you can just post it on the table or the nightstand and it's a cross and it's this this verse right here these verses and it's like I said one of my favorite verses to go to when I, I just don't have the answers when I just don't know what to do next you know it's always a great reminder which is why it's extremely important that we remain in the word of God to constantly remind us because For us to be here on earth, we are constantly bombarded by the ways of the world, the thought process of the world, the the way that the world portrays things. And we don't always have God's word on our mind, especially if we don't read the Bible every day. So I encourage you all to read the Bible every single day as much as you can to keep this knowledge in you. Now, let's break this verse down. Trust in the Lord. There are over 101 instances. Actually, I believe 122 instances, I believe. Don't quote me, but it's somewhere between 101 to 122 instances throughout the entire Bible that God says, trust me, trust me, trust me, trust me. All throughout the scriptures. 
You know, they say the best teacher is repetition. Hearing something over and over and over until you have either accepted it as being truth and or adopted it into your lifestyle. Again, it says trust in the Lord with all of your heart, all of your heart, which means your thoughts, the way that you feel, putting aside your feelings, putting aside all of the things you see and completely giving 100 percent confidence and faith to God. Because I believe when we exercise confidence and faith, that is a demonstration of trusting God with all of our heart. Continuing and lean not on your own understanding. This is basically saying, you know, don't don't trust what you understand as a human as being absolute truth and being something in which cannot be refuted. Because anything in the natural, anything in reality, anything in which we can see physically or hear physically cannot bound or confound the, the power of God. God has the, the power to, com, to just overthrow or overturn anything in which he desires to. He tells us, trust, trust in me and not... In your own understanding. Don't trust what you see. I can change any situation. Continuing with verse 6. In all your ways. Acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. If there's. If there's some things in which you want to do. I always find that it is. Optimal. And sufficient to ask God first. A lot of people don't want to do that. Acknowledge God in all of their ways. Because they're probably afraid that God is going to say no. Or he's a, or they're afraid he's not going to bless them in that area. Or they're afraid that he's not going to support them. They're just, they just, for some reason, avoid giving God the attention and asking him for the advice as far as, Lord, should I do this or should I do that for fear of what he's going to say? Let's just say God does say no or he does say don't do this or don't do that. Do you really think he would do it if it wasn't good for you? Think about that. He 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 wants again, he wants to see us prosper. He wants us to do the best that we possibly can. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Still on verse six, and he will direct your path. So this is saying whatever you have planned, whatever you want to do, put it in front of God. And let him filter through what does not matter. Let him filter through what you don't need. Let him cut away and put away the things in which you are going to waste your time. And he and, and allow him to clear the path to take you where you need to go. Sometimes we have to put away our own thought process. Sometimes we have to forsake our own ideas and allow God to install the ideas in which he 
has intended for us to have so we can go forward. So we don't have to trip up. So we don't have to fall down on our face. So we don't have to completely fail all the time. God wants us to take the detours. He doesn't want us to take this path and that path that's going to take us to dead ends. He doesn't want us to fall on our faces. He doesn't want us to have to put up with people in which are going to use them and abuse us. He wants us to bypass all of that stuff. But we can't bypass that stuff unless we consult with him first. That needs to be a priority, people. Let's move on to the book of Psalms. Psalms is a very, very long book. It's actually 150 chapters. So much wisdom. The Songs of Solomon. But we're going to go to chapter 119. Verse 105. This is a very long chapter. Wow. Psalms 119. Let me, I thought I had it, but let me go ahead and here it is. And we're going to go to 105. This is a very long chapter. Okay. Psalms 119 verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Such a short verse, but so powerful, with so much meaning, so much behind it. Your word is a lamp to my feet. The word of God is the wisdom in which men need to prosper in this life. The word of God gives us direction in which we need to go. It's like our, our it's not all, it's, 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 it's not just our moral compass, even though we all have that installed in this it's our compass to take us where we need to go god says my word is a lamp it's the light at your feet to show you what path you need to go without god's word without hearing from the lord we're essentially walking throughout life blind Walking in darkness, um, whether you realize that or not. No, you're not blind physically. And no, it's not dark physically around you. But you may as well be blindfolded. If you're going to proceed throughout life without God guiding you. Again, it says, my word is the lamp. It's like walking in a, you know, you back in the, the 1800s, you know, they would walk out and about, you know, down those um, dirt roads or stony roads. And there were no street signs. They just had lamps with a candle inside. And a lot of those people were trying to get to and fro. Do, do you think that they would possibly get where they needed to be? If they didn't have a lamp walking outside in the dark with no street lights, because you got to remember, like there, there used to be a time where there were no cars, there were no stoplights, there were no, there just were not. We just, they just didn't have access to a whole lot of of things in which will enhance our vision to be able to see in darkness. So they had lamps to guide them. Because if they didn't have the lamp, they may, they may get lost. 
Okay? They may go down the wrong path. They may go down the path in which enemies may be. They may go down a path in which wild animals may be. They may end up going in a side of town or their or a countryside in which is uncharted territory. If it wasn't for that lamp in which they hold as they walk in darkness. This is no different, people. God's word is the lamp to our feet so that we can walk forward. Knowing where we're going. God's not going to steer you in the wrong direction. He's going to tell you where you need to go, what you need to do, who you need to talk to, who you need to avoid. He's going to let you know these things. But we have to trust him. We have to have confidence in him. We have to believe that he has our best interests. Man has gotten to the point in which... They have put more trust in themselves and not enough trust in God. People trust their friends. People trust their family. People trust their employees, employers. People trust everybody except God. And they wonder why they have all of these problems and all of these issues and, and mishaps. Why, why does this stuff keep happening? Is what a lot of people keep saying over and over again. Why does this keep occurring? Well, it's because you're putting your trust in the creation and not the creator. The creation, us being people, are not trustworthy. We're flawed. We mess up. Sinful individuals. God, on the other hand, it, there is no sin in him. There is no wrongdoing. There is no darkness, only light, only truth, only holiness. He is the one in which we need to be putting our trust in. He's the one in which can take us where we need to go. Planning without him can take you down a path in which you may not be able to handle. Now, I'm going to read the final, the final verse, which is in the book of James. It's James 1, verse 5. If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all men liberally and without criticism, and it will be given to him. I'm going to go ahead and read verse 6 too. I only plan on reading verse 5, but I'm going to read verse 6 too. Because this is, this is, um, this is good. Actually, I'm going to read the next two verses, 6 and 7. Verse 6, but let him ask in faith without wavering. For he who wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed with the wind. Let not that man think that he will receive anything from the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. That's actually verse 8. Uh, verse 8, I can make an entire other episode on that. So I'm not going to touch that right now. So I'm only going to just touch on verse 5 and verse 6 here. 
and we're just going to leave verse 7 and 8, possibly for another episode. But going back to verse 5, uh, James 1, 5, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives to all men freely and without criticism. Some of your Bibles may say who gives liberally without criticism. But to be liberated is to mean it does mean to be free. And it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith without wavering. You know, some of us, we go throughout life. And we don't have the answers in which we we want to know. We got plans. We, we know what we want to do. We know where we want to go, but sometimes we we don't exactly know where to start. You know, basically, this is saying, you know, you if it's wisdom that you seek, you know, ask God because he gives wisdom freely. To those who don't doubt, to those who have faith, to those who trust him, he gives you wisdom. He will install that in you because he wants to give us the tools in which we need to move forward in life. God never created us and said, you know what? I'm just going to put you on earth and you're just going to fend for yourself. Figure it out. Never never once in the Bible does it ever say figure it out. Ever. Never. God does not expect us to just figure things out. That's not what we would tell our children. Like I have a, my kids are 12, 5, and 3. So they're not adults. They're young. And if they come to me and ask me a question in which I more likely will have an answer to, and if I don't have an answer to it, I'm going to find an answer. But most of the questions in which they ask, I, I have an answer. If they ask me a question, and clearly they have no knowledge or no wisdom in that area, I'm going to give them the answer in which they seek. I'm going to give them the knowledge in which they want to learn this particular topic because I'm their father and I'm their teacher. It's up to me to educate them. I'm not going to ever just tell my children, like if my, let's just say my, my five-year-old comes to me and he says, dad, I stay in Florida. Daddy, what is the capital of um, Florida? I'm not going to say, figure it out, son. Just figure it out. He's not going to know what that means, first of all. He's not going to know where to look. He's not going to know. He's not going to be able to comprehend that. No, just just figure it out. No, that, that, that's, 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 not, that's not something that a father, a good father would do. A good father would educate his child and let him know, hey, this is what, this is the capital of Florida, Tallahassee. Oh, it's Tallahassee. Now your child, my child, has learned something in which they did not know prior to them asking me a question because I gave them the wisdom. I gave them the knowledge. 
my oldest, you know, if he comes to me and says, you know, what type of kids should I look out for? Because I'm in middle school now. What type of crowd should I avoid? I'm not going to tell him, just figure it out, son. You'll, you'll, you'll figure it out. No, because he might not figure it out. And he may fall. And what I would tell him is to avoid certain crowds. You know, if you see kids doing this, if you see kids doing that, you need to go in the other direction and find some friends in which are not doing those things. I'm going to give them wisdom. God is going to give you wisdom if you ask. He's going to give you wisdom. He's going to let you dwell on this earth lacking nothing. He's going to raise you up. He's going to craft you and mold you to be able to take care of yourself. That's that's like, again, using the using the analogy of a parent is probably the best description that one or the best illustration that one can give for the love of God. That has that, that he has for people, because as a parent, it is me and my wife's duty to raise our children the best way that we possibly can, to teach them as much as we can so that they can take care of themselves later in the future. God wants to install in us what we need so we can be take, so we can take care of ourselves in the future. The plans in which we have, let's consult with him. If we don't know where to start, let's ask him for wisdom. Let's ask him to give us to, to be our light, to be our our confidence to move forward. Because a lot of people put themselves in really dire situations when they don't ask God first. I'm going to give you a couple scenarios. One scenario people may be able to relate to the other one, maybe not so much. And maybe you will. I try to make this podcast as transparent as possible and so where people can can understand and, and comprehend and to relate to the topics in which I bring to to the um to the broadcast here. You know, in modern day here today, this is twenty nineteen and but this is something that's been going on for a long time now. We see so many foreclosure houses now. Like, you know, the neighborhood over next to me, there's like so many houses on the market, you know, not because people wanted to sell, but they went into foreclosure. Pretty much people were unable to afford those houses, mainly because of, you know, economical reasons in which put them in situations that just did not allow them to be able to keep up that way of life, that lifestyle, because in order to live a certain lifestyle, you have to adhere to what is required to do that. If something costs us a certain amount of money, you have to make sure that you're constantly generating that amount of money within your household to keep things afloat. But there's a lot of houses back there for foreclosure. I'm pretty sure nobody ever thought that that would happen. But, and it's not to say that everyone has, but I know for a fact that there are some people 
who have put themselves in that predicament, who decided that they wanted, well, I want this, I want this big giant house with all of this land, all these acres, you know, this and that two-story, five-bedrooms, beautiful, beautiful house, by the way. They want this, they want that. Not even thinking about the possibilities in which could happen. You know, I guess nobody can see a recession coming or an economical crash. Nobody sees it coming. But on the other hand, there are some people out there who claim that the writing is on the wall. And that, you know, whatever type of job you have, if it's a job in which could potentially be taken out, you know, due to an economical crash, there's always going to be that chance in which you could lose everything you have. You know, I feel that if we plan with God, we can avoid situations like that. You know, but maybe maybe by living a little bit more humble, a little bit more simple and, you know, doing without the extra. OK, because the fact is we, we don't know what's going to happen in the future if we we put too much trust in people, we put too much trust in our job and don't even consult with God. Like I'm making this much money. I got this. I got that. I'm going to be just fine. So you put all your trust into the current income that you have. You put all your trust into your employer. You put all your trust into your job. You put all your trust into your current situation without even thinking about any type of potential mishaps coming up in the future. Well, a lot of mishaps have happened to a lot of people, and a lot of people have lost their homes due to it. I'm not saying that their people don't deserve to live well. Everyone deserves to live well. But there's just certain situations I feel that if we had let God handle it or we had let God steer the boat, that we could have avoid that we could avoid that. You know, there's another scenario in which, you know, people, there's some people out there who are very materialistic and they want to buy all of these nice cars and whatnot. And they're not really thinking about the future. Like they don't sit down and say, is is this a good idea? For me to get this car, I'm not going to consult with God because God's going to tell me no. He's going to say no. He doesn't want me to have this car because he doesn't want to see me happy. He doesn't want to see me riding clean. He doesn't want to see me out and about with the convertible. He doesn't want to see me riding hot in the truck. That's not true, folks. He doesn't want to see you struggling. That's what he doesn't want to see. He doesn't want to see you not being able to pay your bills because you have this huge car payment. That's what he doesn't want to see. I mean, you can buy a vehicle and, again, your current situation may allow you to be able to pay for it. But what if you lose your job? What if you, um, especially especially prior to you making the purchase, what if you, you have a vehicle in which it's in good condition and it's fine? You know what I'm saying? But you still want to buy another car or another truck. 
you know, how do you know that nothing's going to happen that won't allow you to pay for that truck? When we don't plan with God, we, we always put ourselves at risk for things like that occurring. And I don't wish that upon anybody. I want people to be successful, but I also want people to be smart and be realistic and to put God first in everything that they do and stop being afraid that God's going to say no. If he says no, then it's for a good reason. What do you want him to say yes and agree to something in which could potentially hurt you? Of course not. God loves you. He doesn't want you to fail. Always remember that planning with God is the best it's the best action that you can possibly take. Let's pray. Heavenly Father. First of all, I want to say thank you for allowing me to record the first broadcast of the year. Thank you Jesus for giving me the topic in which to share with the individuals out here. Thank you. This is the beginning of the year, God, and a lot of people including myself have plans. I pray, God, that you're in those plans. I pray that anybody who's listening to this broadcast will put you first and make their proposal to you as far as what they want to do with their life. I pray that you give them truth, whether they want to hear it or not, that you save them from heartache and problems and save them from financial burdens and save them from issues and trouble and put them on the path in which they need to go put the people in their life that needs to be in their life show them god how to be successful by planning with you first i pray this in your son's name jesus christ amen i appreciate everybody out there being patient with me and waiting for this next episode I will definitely put out a couple of more episodes, probably near the end of the week. Like I said, there's a, there's, there's a couple that I feel that are very important in this day and time because we live in a different age right now. We live in, we live in an age of, um, of just being bombarded with problems and people think that you know situations are hopeless when they're not hopeless. But, um, but yeah, I appreciate you all for listening. Be sure to share this with somebody, okay? God bless you.